And now the moment we've all been waiting for. I am Nate Riggle, and you are listening to The Way of the Bonfire. What's up, party people? Glad you're back. I know, I know. It's been another drought of like two and a half weeks or so since uh, we posted anything. Appreciate you hanging with me, sticking in there. I'm not going anywhere. I'll always be back. Something I'm doing the rest of my life. Whether it becomes something bigger or not, I'm just going to keep doing it because I do it for me, but I also do it because I got this feeling that there's some people out there, and some people have told me so, but I got this feeling that some people are out there hearing this and it's it's making a difference for them. And that's just what gets me lit up, right? The whole point of the bonfire is to be an influence, to find other influences, to come together, to learn how we can grow the warmth and light in our lives and increase connection and have a place to come together and see through all the darkness and noise of this life. So just stick with me. I'm going to try to be more consistent. I'm going to be more consistent. That's a more faithful sentence there. Um, But I'm excited about what we're talking about today, baby. Uh, This is really could be considered a companion episode, but it's not a, a prerequisite or a, an episode you have to listen to first before you start this one. So go ahead and keep listening. But I think based on the theme and the metaphor that we're going to dive into headfirst today, it's worth it to go back and listen to that one. It matters how you travel. Um, it should be just a few episodes back. Uh, sort of uh, a compliment to today's episode because we're going to stick with the metaphor of travel and life's journey But this is less about how you enjoy the journey and treat others and keep perspective on the path like that episode was, and more what I have learned and am still uncovering through a lot of trial and error that I've double, triple, quadrupled down on over the last six months on how to chart the best course possible and make adjustments along the voyage to maximize fulfillment, not as a one-size-fits-all itinerary, but how to participate more actively in the discovery and creation of your own divinely inspired itinerary that has been custom fit to you. As I was dozing off last night, my wife was shaking her head and she did some, she was doing some research for an event she was planning. And she was like, I feel like everyone just says the same things. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, if, if you, Look at some guru's top 10 list of suggestions. It's like they're all the same ideas, just ranked in a different order versus like other sites or whatever it is. Or if it's on Instagram, an influencer is, I think she said like nearly word for word on the advice they're giving or the tips they have versus another influencer in that category. So it's like, it's, it's like they're all just copying each other or something, or but, but not giving credit to whoever first came up with it. I paraphrased her a little bit there, but that was the gist of what she was saying. And I'm I'm thinking, sounds about right. I thought, you know, the, the problem is that even though it's not ideal, it still works. 
it keeps that person relevant through like a recency bias and, and it keeps them at the top of your mind and makes them more money or at the very least grows their brand through sheer frequency and volume of exposure. You can't knock the hustle, as Weezer says, and, and the consistency and the effort that they're putting in. Kudos to them for showing up day after day. I mean, they're doing better than I am, right, with, with the whole consistency thing. Regardless of, of what their content is or how they do it, and whether it's just a carbon copy of, the, of, the, of another one, or if it's whether or not it's bringing any additional value or not, they're, they're out there doing it. And so can't hate on them for that. And it's a bummer if, if it's all starting to become the same stuff, right? Because if someone's searching and they're trying to find recommendations and inspiration, like that's real value you can bring to somebody. And I think we should try a little harder, but, but again, at least they're bringing something. It's better than nothing by a long shot. So the real reason I'm talking about this and, and I'll relate it back to the travel thing in a minute, but I want to sound the alarm on something else that is happening here under the surface that should absolutely be on our radar. We should be thinking about this anytime we seek guidance or the advice of others on anything. The reason that the uniqueness of the suggestions that a lot of these folks are giving doesn't have to be different is because of a few different factors. And I studied marketing and, I, and I've been in the marketing and research field and sales and all these different things. My father was wrote a book about marketing and he was always teaching me stuff like this. So I have a decent pulse on it. I'm not an expert or a, a major or whatever. Um, I'm not the CMO of a company, but a lot of it has to do with how marketing works now. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle off four things to think about. This isn't supposed to be about marketing. It's about the principles that are driving some of these things that happen in our world and why we should be super cautious when we're, we're trying to figure out our own lives, whatever it might be. So the reason that they're the same is, is number one, incentives. A lot of times, the reason, if you're looking at a top 10 list or a, you're on an Instagram feed and they got three or four tips or whatever it is about some product or some service that they used or they're ranking something for you. If maybe this is common knowledge, internet marketing 101, but they tend to gravitate and network with each other on who's paying money for things. Which if you think about it, if that's, if that is what's, what's ending up on a top 10 list, that they're reviewing and giving you good information on and maybe even buy the product or you enroll in the service or you follow their tip and it works. That's still creating this, um, this uh, an unintentional, maybe targeting mechanism in economics. They'd call it the invisible hand, right? It's coming in and saying, just pay attention to these people who are paying to, to have their voice heard on a louder microphone um, more often by influencers in your space. And, it, and the issue there is what am I not seeing? Right. And then the second thing is that, you know, I'm going to talk a lot about 
in life, one of the great thing ways to to find your way is to to look for themes. Consciously go out and, and try to pay attention to themes and patterns in your life, no matter where they are. These coincidences that aren't coincidences. I'm not going to go too deep into what I mean there, but marketers and the way that things are structured now, and it's getting more and more this way, is they've found a way to counterfeit a a divine coincidence or a, a telling clue in your life of what you maybe are missing that you were designed to use your brain in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, in your spirit to pick up on. And they're doing these things called, it's, it's like an engineered, this is number two, engineered coincidences. And if you don't know this already, if you search for something on the internet, there's millions, just, just from doing a search. If you like something, if you tag, and, and this isn't like, Hey, run away from the internet. It was, it's just, just have an awareness of this, like really have an awareness of how, of how things work. If you, if there's a hashtag that you follow, whatever, anything, anytime you click or even stay on something when you're scrolling for more than like a microsecond, it's creating associations about you based off of Everybody says algorithms and it just like goes into this. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's an algorithm. Right. But it's really heavily engineered and designed to create like this, if then statement at at the very base level, that's what it's doing. It's saying, if this happens, then make sure that, that we hit them again in this spot. Right. Make sure that, that, that they in their feed or somewhere else on the internet we're going we're gonna to hit them with something similar in that same category. And, and it's, it, it's, more, it's more engineered than you could possibly imagine um, if, you're not, if you haven't been exposed to it. You know? and, and it's not, there, there's an upside and a downside, and it's a, it's a brilliant way of looking at things and, and thinking about how we can use technology to keep people target on their interests. Right. But, but the thing is, there's another thing happening, especially if you're searching for something, there's something called confirmation bias, where basically you just find what you're looking for. And when that creates associations about you, the people who want to have you like them or have you just recognize their name and talk about them. They, they are are often telling you what they think you want to hear. There's, there's so much going on in the background and look, they're not, they, they really value reputation and their own brand and authenticity is huge. Not, I'm not bagging on anyone. I'm saying, be aware. (laughs) Um, Because if we think about it from 
an itinerary standpoint of your life. If we think about how we travel through life and what affects what we're doing and the decisions that we make and the ways that we think and the opinions that we have and where we dig our heels in and where we re- relent, if we are not aware of the architect behind some of these these like engineered coincidences and th- we can start to in our own mind think oh yeah this must be like this keeps popping up everywhere this must be a theme for me and it's like an itinerary is if if that's the only thing if we if we're not smart and with our eyes open it's like an itinerary is being written for you and I, and it's being adapted behind the scenes in a way that makes us think it was our idea. And you're like, wow, you can't control my mind. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you, you can give your attention to the, the architects of these things without realizing it. Okay, enough doom and gloom. The upside of all this is it's it's easier to find it and have stuff relevant to your wants and your needs and interests without having to search and ask everyone you know. Like it's not just some big evil thing. And and like, look, I, I leverage it all the time. Um, I realize that you're listening to me right now, and maybe you're thinking, "Hey, he, he what he might not have my best interests." Or I I think I do, and I think I there's virtue behind the reason for the way of the bonfire. And I'm look, I might do ads and all that kind of affiliate stuff one day too. I, I, I don't, I have no idea right now I'm doing it because it helps me connect with the world. And I, and I get just so jacked up knowing that I might've, I might've changed somebody's day because I existed and I wasn't just some detail in the world. Right. That's the reason I'm doing it now could evolve into something else. Um, and companies like they can get in front of potential buyers more quickly and more easily than ever because all this stuff, influencers, you know, they take the legwork out of, of need. Sorry, I'm sitting at the lake right now <laughs> and there's an airport that, that flies overhead. Everyone, uh, planes fly overhead every once in a while. So I might hear some birds in, in planes, but it's my podcast. I wanted it in there. <laughs> uh, Anyway, influencers, what was I saying? They can take the legwork out of needing to find and test and vet everything. So consumers and followers waste less time and mental energy trying to find answers. Especially if it's something more than just a product. Maybe it's like you like the way you found this podcast, right? Maybe you would have never found me if this kind of stuff didn't exist. So what's the problem? The problem is that it's so easy. It removes, this is the biggest problem. It removes, like if we're not careful, it removes the need of the customer or a follower or a fan or a mentee or a student to think and search and question and explore and form their own conclusions. Well, it's good, right? Last time wasted and I have no complaints about the product or the service. It, it, it it served its purpose. I got what I needed and they did all the effort for me and I get a discount if I use their link. Plus it's all dialed into my interest and my personality. And I agree with the tips and conclusions that they came to and it's working for me and lots of other people. Win-win. 
Yes. But I would like you to consider that we are losing something more profound that creeps into every part of our life if we are not careful. And we get too comfortable with the convenience of being a consumer. And that's that we stop using the wonderful contributions and resources of all these things as an inspiration and a piece of the puzzle and a guidepost and start using it as an instruction manual that must be followed to the letter by everyone. Sometimes when something's so easy and convenient, it becomes our life and we have to have it. Instead of seeking, seeing a book or, or, and it might not just be whatever, whatever it is, doesn't have to be, this isn't me sitting here saying, oh, internet marketing is out to get you and all this terrible stuff. Like it's our tendency as humans to do react to things in a certain way and to, to form a habit and get stuck in a rut and not realize how we even got there. So in, instead of seeing a book or, or, uh, or some coach or a guide or a program or an expert as one potential piece of the puzzle, we start fooling ourselves into thinking it's the whole puzzle picture and there are no pieces to search and find. Like how many times have you found a book that changed everything? It, like it changed your life or you participated in something that changed your life. And then you give credit to that as if it's godlike, or if it's, it's the only thing that got you to where you are because it had all the answers and it solved all your problems. Like to me, I've done that a few times, right? I feel ashamed of it a little bit, but, uh, but I forgive myself, right? We're outsourcing our, our curiosity and, and discernment and will to discover and explore the world with our own ears and eyes and heart and our legs and our feet. It was sitting there, not getting out and doing stuff. We're letting other people do it for us because we want to spend our time doing something else. But how often is what we're doing getting stuck looking only at the things that other people have done? We're letting others rob us of the experiences that make life real. If we don't do our own evaluation and put our own flavor and creativity and contribution to it in some way, we need to see these helpful things that all these great people are putting out there as an ingredient that is available to us and make our own recipes. If we think, if we decide to, right? If not, we forget how to use our own muscles to create and think and gut check and listen and pay attention to the themes and the road signs and the turn signals. What other metaphors I got for you that are more subtle, but they're, but they're more reliable and less manufactured. And the brightest lights in the loudest microphone becomes our guide. We buy the package the way things are packaged up for us in these, in these offerings or in this, these books or advice. However, it's kind of limited and, and put together. No questions asked. We eat everything in it. No other sources cross-referenced. No deeper effort or broader research or closer looks or second opinions or side consultations or prayers 
and medita- or meditation needed. We're not running through our own filters. We could just say, this is great. I, I feel a certain way uh, and, 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 and uh, life-changing. Look what I did. I found this thing and, and now it's my savior. And so we accidentally allow randomness and the will of others and corporations, and governments, and greed and politics and programs and marketing schemes or, and even more trustworthy things like that, that have our best interests or like our parents and role models. We allow them all to define for us who we are and what our personality types are and what is best for us because of our personality type or because of where we came from without taking the most crucial step of all steps to remember that we each have access to the truest GPS for us as individuals inside of us. And I've talked about this on other episodes. Don't make a mistake here. I'm not saying you should do everything by yourself. No man or woman is an island. And I found out the hard way that we can't do this alone. Found out the really hard way trying to do it on my own. We should turn to others for coaching and recommendations and inspiration and guidance, or we aren't being curious enough. But no single one of them has it all. I don't care what it is. No single one of them has it all. Maybe you say the Bible. The Bible's got all the... It has a lot of the answers. But what about if you're a believer? What about how that relates to you? What about how your relationship with God? Like, isn't that a part of it too? Like, it, nothing stands alone. And they they don't have it all. They, they, they all play a part and are put in our paths for a reason. And it's up to us to figure out how that fits. Or we can choose not to, to or and somebody will force it, fit it for us, <laughs> right? If we're, if we're passive and we're not sitting here doing our own evaluation of things constantly. I'm not talking about agonizing over stuff and, and overthinking it, but, but, but just being like, eh, something's, I feel like something might be missing here. Like, what, what am I missing? What might I be missing? Maybe I take a second look here. Maybe I'll check my gut. Maybe I'll, I'll see how this makes me feel when I just run this idea through my mind before I sensationalize it and, and act like it's, it's the, the golden cure for everything, right? So for, for example, you're listening to this podcast, hoping to get a laugh or some inspiration or a good story out of it. And I, like I said, I have my own agenda and there's virtue and your best interest behind it, but it also has my best interest behind it. So before you just take all this as gospel and make this all really ironic by doing what I am pleading you not to do and blindly assuming I am right because of my pitch here and the way that I've constructed it, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and stop right now and, and say like, like my man, LeVar Burton on reading rainbow. You don't have to take my word for it. Just take this. And anything I share with you, 
Don't take the itinerary that I'm, I'm throwing out there. Just take it and use it for inspiration to write your own. Here comes another plane. If life is a, is a journey. So here's what I got for you today. On back on the travel thing. I, lo I love that the planes are flying overhead because it's itinerary. Oh yeah. I totally planned that. Um, if life is a journey and everybody says, says that, like, it's, it's like, I'm, I'm scared that this sentence my dad always used to say to me is going to take on no meaning because everybody says it all the time, but it's beautiful. Um, but like, if life is a journey, who is writing the itinerary? That's a cool, good question to ask. And how did they come up with it is an even better question. For example, did you just, have you taken a personality assessment or maybe like a, a culture aptitude test and you get this prescriptive, prescriptive thing saying, telling you, here's what you need to look for and gravitate to. And, or did you just get advice from a, I don't care what it is, a, sham, a shaman in a sweat lodge. <laughs> are you, are you leaning on what you read or learned somewhere recently? Good. That means you're not just drifting. And like letting stuff decide for you, you're, you're, you're trying to find more clues to the big picture. But back to this personality test, like I'm going to go on a rant here for a second. What, what I've always hated about personality tests is that there are 8 billion people on the planet, plus all the ones that live before them. And someone thinks a few questions, I don't care if it's 50, that's still a few questions, can define and sum up any individual and group them into a category that explains all the multitudes that they contain and describe all the attributes that they have always had and that will never change. I realize we're starting, some of the ones coming out now, they're starting to like put a, put a caveat and, and all that stuff on it and say like, oh, this isn't everything, right? And, and I remember, but I remember like I've been, I've been beating this drum for a while. I remember being baffled that professors and employers were acting like this was sound science. Every time I had to take a personality test for anything in the last 20 years, there was like the colors one, there was the disc one, there was the love languages one, there was the Gallup and Myers-Briggs one, which like one of those was actually a little more flexible with more categories and, a, and kind of like a combination approach. There was the Enneagram one more recently. There was a, a whole bunch of employer and culture-based ones. And they all claim to be able to slap an accurate label on you better than the last one. Like, how can you box in this, this creature that's, that's so unique? <laughs> and and they, they're telling you, you had no control or ability to change your way of being and your, your character and your inborn traits that make up this personality you're stuck with for better or worse. Do you realize that I could design a survey in five minutes? Like I know this now, but I could design a survey in five minutes and send it to you and have a pre-written section on a report with, and, and just put a workflow in the background that says, if they answer this combination of questions this way, we're going to spit out this paragraph. And I could call you a yogurt lover, <laughs> making up a label, but because you, you said you like Cheerios and uh, Texas and healthy snacks. 
So your label is yogurt lover. And here's what that means. Like I'm being a little ridiculous and, and maybe not giving credit to like how much research and stuff people have put in and tried to make these things valid. And, and like, I literally knew like, the, so there are, there are better ones than what I just described out there. There are some like almost as bad as that. <laughs> and like, I literally knew nothing about survey design bias or research bias or confirmation bias or narcissism or any kind of neuroscience or anything about basic human psychology that, I mean, I did have like a, a minor in that. Um, but that, you know, it's only later in life that I realized how people like to be told about themselves as long as it's positive. <laughs> like, it's just kind of like a trait like every, that we all have, most of us, um, except for like the super humble people, which I've only met like two of those in my life. And, and I just felt like, like whenever we would do one of these things, I felt like I was in a room full of lunatics, like, like they were possessed with this weird manic, like energy as everyone ran around so excited to tell each other what letter or what color or what type of type they were. And all I, I like, it, it was like, am I losing my mind? All I could think is this is such BS. Like how, how limiting is that to like try to put in a few sentences, someone's entire life and aura and energy, their, their personality, like, and I was always, and I always got good results. So I'm not like bitter about this. My friends were like, oh man, I wish I was like the fun guy that's going to be successful. Like I got all that stuff, but I'm still just looking at it like the heck are you talking about like that this is this is like like reading somebody's fortune or, or their palm or something like i just watched people run up to the pro professor and say it totally knows me i'm a go-getter and i i'm a take charge person that always likes to have fun and and cares about other people and i'm reading my description and it says i'm like a yellow or a red or whatever which means i like to have fun and i'm like i literally answered the question that says that like you asked me if I like to have fun. I said, I like to have fun. So you're just repeating back to me what I told you about me. And also who doesn't like to have fun? My professor looks at me like, as I'm, as I'm like, I'm, I was trying to be nice about it. Like every time I'm always like, I don't know about this. Like, I don't know if this is real. Like my BS meter is going off pretty crazy right now. And, and they're like, please stop being so judgmental of the test and, and they're like feeling sorry for me that I'm being curious, like how they thought they knew all that and shaming me for doubting the model and the efficacy and practicality of it as a, and, and like just the way they were presenting it as this infallible, all encompassing fortune telling Oracle into my nature, or anyone's for that matter. And, and like all they needed to hear was this is based in research. There's studies done. <laughs> Uh, no idea how the sample size is. No idea if those have been validated by others. Like, and there's lots of different types of people and it's rarely ever wrong. Like every time I've, I've used this for my employment decisions, if I didn't follow it, it would, I had a bad employee, right? It's like, okay, well, how many times have you not followed it though? Like maybe that's one. Like, anyway, they're just always like, oh, and just in case it's way off, you might be a mix of the different personalities. Yeah, yeah, lots of people are. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm not a scientist or a mathematician, but like, is it putting me in one of the buckets or all of them? 
And if it's all of them, what's the point of doing the test and, and having labels exactly? Like, well, it's percentages and you can use it to learn how to interact with other people and explain your needs better. Okay. I'm thinking, yeah, so if it determines personality based off of the combinations of traits in a few questions, what about like all the other thousands of traits and characteristics and lived experiences and circumstances and nuances of what makes up every single person that ever lived? And I, like I said, I'm no mathematician, but I swear my teacher told me like, Four numbers, like four permutations or something, you can you can make like thousands of, of combinations. And like you asked 50 questions, so like shouldn't there be hundreds of millions of personality types? Billions? Like I I'm not doing the math, but like why doesn't it why does it mention four? And I'm pretty sure like I was a pain in the butt as a little kid, but I'm I'm not going to throw a, a temper tantrum if someone else wants to read the back of the cereal box <laughs> or even have like a, even a tinge of anger if they get their food before me at breakfast. But you asked about what I did when I was three <laughs> and I'm like 20, 30 something like, uh, and then Oh my goodness. Like a bomb of vindication. The field of neuroscience comes in the clutch. Although I still feel like they're about 20 years late and says, yeah, that's not how we should think about personalities or people. <laughs> yes, they're common traits, but they can change a lot and it should be used as a data point or a snapshot in time, but only as one piece of information and not all of them are validated. Like actually a single thought is, is like neuroscience, like people like Caroline Leaf and you know, a lot, a lot of different like thought leaders and, and kind of forerunners here in the, in the neuroscience space have been doing this and actually have like legitimate reviewed studies for 40 years are saying that actually a single thought is made up of just one thought is not one thing. It's, it's a structure in the brain. It's made of thousands of branches, like a, like a tree. And they literally all completely are different in, in virtually infinite ways. Just, just thoughts. So what about the people that make up the thoughts? And if you have more than one thought, like, you know, neuroplasticity research suggests that we're not one fixed anything, but we're ever changing and evolving into different complex groupings of thoughts, emotions, beliefs, and physiological states. And maybe I'm bumming you out because you love that personality thing. <laughs> and you're like, this is me. Now I don't have an identity. So, so what do, if, if that, if that doesn't help us, if that's not like a, a, a go-to, if any one thing isn't a go-to guide to, to chart our course in this life and to use for navigation, like how do we do it? And, and I'm coming back to the greatest compass or GPS we have in life is intentional curiosity. I talk a lot about curiosity. Maybe like, well, curiosity can get you in a lot of trouble, right? I like the thrill of randomness and impulsivity and of wandering and exploring as much as maybe anyone on this planet. And I love just 
I've realized that I love taking action and seeing what comes of it. And I believe that curiosity is one of the greatest gifts and tools that every human is born with. But if we just try to run around and see everything with hopes of falling into the right spot and follow any whim with no rhyme or reason, it's, it's really easy to not have depth or fulfillment in anything. So that's kind of the, the conundrum that we're in. And, and to end up even, if we're doing that kind of stuff, like, I don't think you should test everything. <laughs> like, I had a lot of friends and people that have, that have tested things that ended up ruining their life, right? But you can end up in even a worse off place, lost in the vast wilderness of our own minds and the chaos of the world if we don't have like a plan for our curiosity or at least like principles that we follow and, and like what we're going to be curious about. So maybe you're asking, all right, tell us to be curious, but tell us not to be an idiot and just run around looking at stuff. So what do we do? Where do we even start? And what has worked for me and what I have seen from the people who seem to have found a way to ground themselves in a good path and adapt well is that they purposely and proactively pay attention to the common and recurring themes across different sources and experience and moments in life. And this part, next part is important with a learner's mind. You see, our brains are already, and this is, this is backed by science and, and like I've been reading up on a lot of this stuff by, you know, PhD level neuroscience um, doctorates and, and different people that are saying our, our, our brains are already organizing things into themes and patterns subconsciously. And these collections of themes or patterns affect what we believe and what we feel and what we do. And what we do is what we become, is who we become. You're like, what, okay, what are you getting at? What I'm saying is that if we're not actively taking all the inputs and voices and influences and events and examples and resources of our lives and making sense of them ourselves, if we're not forming our own beliefs by being the one to proactively be observing, seeking, finding, identifying, and curating the collections of these themes by testing and challenging assumptions and programming the patterns consciously and continuously, then our, our GPS is accessible to anyone's agenda. And we have left the door open and walked away from the controls of our ship. And you're the one who knows the ship best. You are, you are the ship, right? Le leaving this to your subconscious is like you took these themes and, you know, you did it right at some point, charted a course on a map and mark specific coordinates, and then said, I'll be back in a few days when we come into port. And the problem is, when you leave the cabin door open to anyone without you being also there at the helm, there's so many people waiting and ready to upload their own map into your navigation system and plug in whatever coordinates and places they want you to stop at along the way. And that doesn't mean they, they mean you any harm. They may sound confident and convincing, like you should trust that they have the right destinations and the proven roadmap. And you may, you probably need the input from these people and the things they have for you. But your map and ship is yours. If, if you're not deciding for yourself, if their suggestions and advice line up with your own guiding principles, then your GPS is offline. 
or it's got something else controlling it. And that is why you need to be relentless and paying attention to the themes. And also another, another good thing to do is that is pay attention to the timing of things as they present themselves. Like you want to see a miracle. You probably have had miracles happen in your life and you, you just didn't know how to notice them. You want to see a miracle, pay attention to things that could not have been possibly connected in any way by any person or system on earth and pay attention to when they happened and how significant that is to you and how the timing is just something Someone, I believe it's God. Some people think it's the universe. Whatever it is, it's being revealed to you. And if you pay attention to like the, and and make your own collections of these things, not to try to like force it. Not say like, oh, I want this to mean something. But to just pay attention and say like, and, and, and not just like using your brain to like logically suggest, oh, these all things came together at these perfect times. And, and it has to be this way. This is my, what it means. No, but to listen to, to like, pay attention to how you feel. Because that's not nothing. <laughs> um, and again, don't fall for the counterfeits. So what's an example of a theme or a pattern? Well, I have, I've been really digging into this in my own life. Like I said, I, I've always kind of done this, but I've, I've been tripling and doubling down on my own life a lot lately. And I've been reading books, like different books and nonfiction, fiction, unrelated stuff, the, the, taking courses and joining masterminds. And I've been listening to different podcasts, like just in different genres and both sides of, of an argument. And I've been reading scripture and I even hired a, a personal coach. And I, sometimes I'll just disconnect from everything just to make sure like after this, I might just sit here by the lake for 30 minutes and not let any not let any device or, or connection to the internet influence who I am and just and just kind of pay attention. And just see what nature might have to tell me. And I know that sounds floofy, but it's it, it might have something, <laughs> right? Um and it might it might be something that unlocks a that unlocks an answer I've been looking for. So what are some examples of the themes? Um, And again, like you can find these anywhere. Like the more, the more you cross reference with friends by spending time with friends and family and like broadening the types of experiences and things in this world that you interact with, the more likely you are to be, and the more you have the intention to pay attention. It's like, okay, what are some, some things that maybe try, are trying to talk to me here or trying to show me what I've forgotten? The more likely and, and profound it'll be. And the answers are there, but you have to get your own feel for how to see them. And there's several for me that have re, that emerged or, or re-emerged for me personally. And one that's unmistakable is the power and the need of growing connection. That's just where I'm at right now in life. It's just something... That slipped off my radar. And I'm going to do, I'm going to actually make that a core tenant of this podcast. It's going to be curiosity. 
perspective, connection, and fulfillment. Another is that continuous learning and and creative expression is something that I can't live without. It's like, I thought that there were certain things of me that are kind of a nice to have. And like a side hobby. And what's been revealed to me through paying attention to the real signs in life is that some of these things are inherently part of who I am and what makes me happy and brings me fulfillment and how I can be my best self. Another is that fun is not a frivolous thing for children that I need to put aside in the name of responsibility and duty, but it's part of who I am and it it has to coexist with responsibility. And that it's one of the gifts that I need to bring to everything. Another is that I need to to better align my core values with my work. And it was not confirmation bias to help me figure that out. It just kept coming to me as I was living. And when anything came into to clarity, so what does it feel like? At least I can give you my experience. I don't know necessarily what it's going to feel like for you. Maybe you should talk to an expert on this, but when anything came into clarity as a key theme at this point in my journey, it was like a band it was <laughs> this is maybe an exaggeration, but but it's like a band was playing and a door was opened. It wasn't just like this little aha moment. It was the buried treasure from seeking lots of little aha moments along the way and, and solving a mystery based on all the clues that supported each other in these remarkable ways. It was like, but but like solving a mystery, it's like, it wasn't the, the counterfeit type. Like the comparison of a counterfeit type, it would be like the difference between solving a, a mystery and a board game where it's always the same for everyone that plays it and solving a, 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 like an actual mystery in real life. And no marketing algorithm or strategy had orchestrated the path or similarities for me. This was not some packaged, canned experience sold to the masses to just have this repeatable, replicatable experience and have everybody be so happy that they, they, they got the exact same thing. It's, it's finally me with the magnifying glass, me with the pen, me typing the coordinates in the GPS, me asking questions and gathering information and testing my hypotheses along the way. It's not about telling everyone this is, and and, and like I said, me a whole bunch of times, but because what I'm trying to get at here is that this isn't about me telling everyone, this is where we're going stay out of my way. It's, it's about saying, I know who I am and my role is critical and where we're going together. And I know what I need to best contribute. And I'm excited to hear about yours and figure out what that means to the big picture and to my picture. And decide how I can fit it in and and, and whether it builds me up or brings me down and how I can build you up or avoid bringing you down. We're not, I'm gonna gonna wrap it up. We're, We're not supposed to be tourists in our own lives. We're not human cattle to be guided through like this series of barriers and fences and funneled to the gift shops <laughs> and shuffled out of the main attraction so that the next group of tourists can have the exact same experience and have our, our pictures be the same postcard that says, been there, done that. I'm telling you, whether you choose to believe it or not, 
and I hope you, I hope you, you think about it yourself. There's a much more exciting and personalized plan for each person on this planet. And we need to follow the clues that the creator is giving us along the way and realize that we are great detectives and have fun with it along the way. Like, and we've got to feel the excitement of, of uncovering each revelation in the story. Like sometimes the unknown, like is, is what's killing us and we're letting it like, we need to realize that the unknown is a huge part of what makes the whole thing so exhilarating because we have all the tools and skills we need to figure it out. No matter what storms and obstacles and diversions come along, we know how to navigate. And we are always getting better. Make no mistake. I'm not saying you or I are the center of the universe. And the world does not revolve around you or me. Thank goodness for that. But we all have a choice to play option one, tourist, or option two, the explorer and adventurer. I hope you choose option two. Go get them. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Every single time I do this, I get a little more fired up and my bonfire grows a little bit more. If you're feeling the same way and like you got value out of this, would you do me a favor and go onto the show page in your Spotify or Apple podcast or wherever you're listening to this and leave a rating and click follow. That way you never miss another episode of the show and it helps me immensely to keep the momentum and keep bringing the good stuff for you. We'll see you on the next one. Thanks. Thanks.